welcome listeners to the Winning Wellness Podcast. We're happy you're here. Today's story is about one of overcoming and rising up over adversity. In this case, the adversity being a stroke. So we've shared many stories of hardship and life and overcoming illness um, on this exact podcast from our very own UFG employees. And we feel those specific episodes have a lot of listens and a lot of action and they help so many people and we feel that is why. So we're fortunate to hear from one of our own today. Um, so Teresa is an APD adjuster and she started at UFG on September 28th of 2017. It's actually the day after her birthday. So she comes with a background in first notice of loss, uh, a lot of good things with customer service, and she really likes the part of claims that has to do with investigating and negotiating. So Teresa is a go-getter. And in her spare time, she loves to draw and spend time with her family. Every 40 seconds, actually, someone in the U.S. has a stroke. A stroke is a leading cause of serious long-term disability, and stroke reduces mobility in more than half of stroke survivors age 65 and older. And we are so proud of Teresa and the fact that she is a survivor. Before we dive into the conversation and hear about Teresa's story, um, our Employee Wellbeing Resource Group would like to remind you that we are not professionals. We are not licensed um, physicians, counselors in the field. We are just here to drive conversation around whole person health. So just please keep that in mind. Also, if you are hearing anything um, that sparks action from you, please just chat with your doctor before doing anything different or new with your health. So we always like to just say that uh, before we dive in. So, Teresa, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. So I kind of gave you a quick intro about what you do at UFG, but I feel like you could do a better one. So tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you do day-to-day at UFG, and then just some things about what you like to do in your spare time as well. Okay. Um, I am a, an adjuster in the auto PD department. I've been here um, going on six years. Okay. About the same time as me, actually. That's great. Yeah, I, I um, handle claims, and it's one of my one of my uh, favorite parts of claims is the negotiating and talking to different people and the different yeah. types of claims. Yeah, definitely. That can be an exciting part of what you do for sure. And I know, Teresa, you and I have spoken before because you were actually on our wellness committee here at UFG. So I have known you uh, for quite a while, just uh, virtually and just been involved on our wellness committee. But I do know that you are pretty involved with with wellness and your health. I know that your focus is on hydration a lot of the time. I'll chat with you and you're saying, um, you know, I'm just trying to get my water in. And just those little things I've noticed about your focus on health. So what kinds of things do you do um, just when it comes to your health and exercise in your spare time to keep yourself feeling good? Well, I, uh, walking. Yeah. So um, in UFG, I started a walking group called walkaholics <laughs> and we would we would walk like about like a couple times a week at home I work out before the workday starts I made a commitment to work out about a like about a half an hour every day even Saturday and Sunday yeah I love that and uh, Teresa I guess we should mention where is home for you where are you located so our listeners can kind of get an idea of where you're at 
I'm on the East Coast, so I'm in Pennsylvania. If there's any East Coasters that are listening into this, so Teresa's got you there. So she's our a good <laughs> wellness leader and wellness champion in that area. So we appreciate that. And I love that that um, physical activity is part of your day and you prioritize that. And I'm sure that did help you um, in bouncing back from this horrible experience that you've had in having a stroke. And if you don't mind sharing a little bit about that story with us, and you can start wherever you'd like, uh, but just know that it is truly going to help our listeners because we know how common stroke is. Many of us aren't aware of those around us that could be suffering or could be even showing symptoms of a stroke. So on um, actually before Christmas, um, on December 21st, 2022, I was at home and I was working and I just felt like I thought my equilibrium was off. So I would like my left side was a little weak. Um, I kept dropping things like my notebook, my pen, and I didn't understand like what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I was all by myself. So some of the symptoms I had and some I didn't realize I had. So um, the facial drooping I was by myself, so I did not know that I had that. I learned when I was in uh, rehab that um, the best way to know that you're having a, a stroke is called FAST, which stands for face, arm, speech, and tell. So face, like facial drooping yep. on one side arm like if there's arm weakness on either your left or right on my side on my case it was weakness on my left side on my left arm and my speech was a little slurred Mm -hmm. and I never experienced a stroke before so I didn't realize what was going on so my speech was slurred and my husband came home. I had texted him and I said, something's wrong. Like I'm a little, I feel like my equilibrium is off. And he called 911. Oh, good for him. They came to, that's, I guess that's the tell part. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so they, they came to the house and they checked me out and they said, I have the facial drooping and there was the slurred speech and they wanted me to raise my arms up, but I couldn't raise my left arm. So then they said that um, it was a stroke. And your poor husband at that time too, I'm sure he was terrified just kind of having to make that call and get you help too, but I'm so glad he did. And I hope listeners um, just know that if something is off, it never hurts to just take action, right? It never hurts to make that call. If something about yourself or a loved one is off, and then even those specific symptoms you named, Teresa, definitely a good idea to call 911, right? Definitely, because um, I was in denial and I said, no, I'm, no, nothing's wrong with me. I don't, I'm not having a stroke. Right. So, 
he ignored everything that I was saying. And he's like, I'm calling 911. And they came and they said, no, you're having a stroke. And I cannot thank him enough because he saved my life. Yeah, he acted quick and damage can be done if you don't act quick, absolutely. And that's what we wanna raise awareness about now. So just keeping in mind. So when your husband called 911, you know, you're in the hospital now, what happened next? What were things that were told to you or what were challenges that you had to face at that time? At that point, my whole left side was paralyzed, basically. So um, I went from a wheelchair and because I'm, I guess I'm stubborn. (laughs) So, (laughs) So I went from wheelchair to using a cane. Yeah. And I went from the hospital to going to the hospital to to then rehab and having to learn back how to walk again. Gosh. Learning how to speak. And um, I said that when they brought me into rehab, I said, they wheeled me in in a stretcher. I'm not going to do anything less than walk out. I love that. Were you told, Teresa, that they they didn't think you'd be able to walk? Did anybody say, I don't think you'll be able to walk again or we don't think you'll make this much progress? They didn't think that I was going to make the progress that I did. Yeah. And there were two reasons why I did. It's because of my husband and my daughter. Yeah. They're my everything. And I had to make sure that I was back to them. And you were determined. And what things helped you in that struggle of just retraining your body to do what it used to do? I cannot imagine the frustration that you went through. I mean, relearning um, some of those things. So what, what did you have to tell yourself or what things? You said your family was a huge support, but what other things within you did you have to do uh, to find that determination? Um, uh, little things that I would do, like I, I wanted my independence. I didn't want to have to ask for help to go to the bathroom Yep. and to, to even to, to get up from the bed and to sit in a chair. I wanted to ask for help to do that. Yeah. So I was determined and there was the, one of the nurses I guess made a mistake and there was a walker in there and I took the phone cord and I grabbed it and kind of threw it around the walker, (laughs) sort of like a Wonder Woman move. (laughs) And I took it and I pulled it close to me and I held on to it and I pulled myself up and I made it to the chair and the nurse came in and she's like, what are you, how did you get over there? And I said, <laughs> I did it on my own. Yeah. And she's like, what? And, you know, I been determined ever since that I'm not going to let the stroke get me. I'm going to get it. I'm, yep. I don't want to be looked at 
as a victim, I'm a survivor. Absolutely, you're a survivor. Absolutely. And I, this, this, I don't like sometimes in life how it takes something like that to truly see what we're made of. Because I've known you even pre-stroke, and I know you've had that in you before. So that's kind of you anyway, is you're determined, you're focused, you're forward-moving. Uh, for people that may not have that naturally and have a setback, and one hopefully never as serious as a stroke, but if, if one would, what would you tell them? What kind of things did you tell yourself? What was maybe like your inner dialogue um, to keep you motivated and determined to keep moving forward? I would say, tell yourself that you can do this. Mm-hmm. You you can do this. And you can do whatever you set your mind to. It will happen. It sounds like you were, you were not letting any negative thoughts in during this time where you need to get better, right? I mean, you could have chosen to be defeated and to be down and to say, I'm never going to get better. You know, I I feel horrible. You could have taken that victim mindset, but you didn't. You took a completely different stance. And I think that's, it says a ton about in response to adversity and hardship. And I think that's how you were able to make that progress so quickly. I have a good friend of mine as well. um, And she's in her mid thirties. Same. Uh, they, They don't necessarily have a specific answer for her and they can't pinpoint the why Uh, but what have you been told in moving forward your journey now moving forward what can help you um, stay away from those risks maybe um, things that you can do to just keep progressing um well I changed my lifestyle when since I was in the hospital okay um I changed as far as like foods that I was eating. I stopped eating um, processed foods, all natural foods, eating healthy. I I basically, um, since, like, so was in the hospital on December 21st. And then from there, I went to the, um, to rehab. And then I was released from rehab on January 17th. And from there, I, well, actually, and then from January 17th, um, I, I, yeah, I got released and went, went home. So from December until now, mm-hmm. I've been eating like I was eating in the hospital, like eating the same, you know, type of food right. and stuff. And um, I've been making sure that I get my water in. I drink at least a gallon a day. Wow. And I make sure that even before I start my work day, I get up and I work out for a half an hour. I made a commitment to, I have um, uh, an Apple watch mm-hmm. and I make sure that I close my rings every day. Yes. And I have been doing that consistently and I think that has helped me the consistency has helped me and I had a follow-up doctor appointment with my primary yesterday and I've lost over 60 pounds wow that's amazing congratulations thank you you. so those healthy lifestyle changes certainly help your recovery process no doubt and 
Was there anything that they told you, um, any family history of stroke, anything like that that um, may have changed, uh, you know, just that trajectory and that path of having those symptoms at all? But like you said, they, they didn't pinpoint anything, but any family history or any, anyone you know that's had a stroke? My my father okay. had a stroke. Okay. Um, unfortunately, he wasn't able to leave the hospital. Wow. And my father-in-law um, also had a stroke. Um, and um, several years after that, um, he then um, ended up passing away. But... Um, yeah, they, I, there were a few people in my life that yeah. that have had had strokes. Sure, sure, and it's it's hard to like you said, there was no no way that you would have known that would have happened ever. You know, same with my friend; she's young, relatively healthy, and so it can happen to anyone, which is what we want to lift up as well. It doesn't have to just be. Um, checking all the boxes, maybe at risk for a stroke. Uh, but I think it's great that you've taken those, some of those lifestyle changes and kept them going. Um, Teresa, if you don't mind sharing before we, um, let you go here, what are some things that you uh, are still struggling with since you're struggling? Um, when, when we go out and like we, like my family, like yep. if we're going to shopping or something like, I still struggle with like when I walk fast, like that's, that's a little difficult. And Mm -hmm. sometimes balance is a little difficult for me, but, um, I'm, I feel like I'm still in a work, a work in progress. Absolutely. So yeah. Give yourself some grace because it's, you know, you'll still continue to surprise yourself right? You're still going to continue to get even stronger and you're still kind of new to that recovery journey here. And so we're rooting for you. What can our listeners do? Um, We have listeners that are UFG employees and we have some that are non-UFG employees that are just listeners in the community. What can we do to support you and others who might have um, had a stroke? I think um, just be mindful of some of the things that you say to a person that has a stroke. Um, I am not with, with, I guess what you would call um, the average stroke victim. So I'm not 65. I'm a lot younger than that. And I was a lot younger than that when I had the stroke. Mm-hmm. And for people have said to me, oh, well, oh, you're, you're, you're so young to have a stroke. You can have the stroke at any age. Yeah. Yep. And um, some things that, you know, people say, well, you know, you don't look like a stroke victim. Well, I'm not a victim. Absolutely. I'm a survivor. Yep. There's a difference. There's a clear difference. I love how you stand strong in that. You know, your responses don't come from a victim mindset. It's I've overcame this. And just that attitude moving forward just goes such a long way. And we can learn a lot from you, Teresa. 
um, whether it you know be something catastrophic like this in one's life or something small, we can learn from you and how to respond to that. And I think that's really, really powerful. And those that maybe have been through something similar, what we want you to know is that you're not alone. And I've talked with Teresa before too, and that is the main thing she wants people to know is you're not alone. If you've been through a stroke, if you've had a family member or somebody close to you that's gone through this, uh, you're not alone. There is support out there. Well, we're so proud of you. We're so proud that you responded in this way to a horrible event and what could have completely derailed you. I don't, I would have been like curled up in a ball and I feel like I would have not been as strong. And so we can learn a lot from you, Teresa. Also, listeners, you can't see Teresa, but she has fierce pink nails on right now. I love that. It says a lot about your personality. Um, you're a go-getter and you do not quit. So thank you so much, Teresa, for joining um, our podcast today. And listeners, please share this episode to inspire others and spread the word. And if you or someone you know has an inspiring story to share, please hit us up and hit subscribe and join us next time for a real conversation around whole person health. Just a reminder, all content and information in the Spirit Podcast from UFG Insurance are for informational and educational purposes only, and we do not constitute professional advice of any kind. Although we strive to provide accurate information, the information presented here is not a substitute for any kind of professional advice of any kind or professional client relationship. You're responsible for conducting your own due diligence to ensure you have obtained complete accurate information as may be appropriate or suitable for your specific needs and circumstances. The opinions or recommendations stated in the Spirit Podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of the company.